Hi, I'm Life Coach Mama, a life coach for moms who want to find more joy and more peace in their marriage and in their parenting. My husband and I have eight kids. We love having a big family and often hear the phrase, you've got your hands full. Come and join me as I interview moms of all ages and in all stages from around the world. Be encouraged, find inspiration and confidence that you can handle another kid. And if this is a topic that interests you, please check out my book, Have Another Kid Without Losing It. Available for purchase today on Amazon by Lauren Laboda. Welcome back, listeners. This is Lauren here with Got Your Hands Full podcast. And today I have Christy Walker. Hello. From CatholicRecoveryCoach.com. Hi, Christy. Welcome. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my goodness. Of course, I heard you on Sterling Jacobs podcast, and then I started following you on Instagram, and your reels are so entertaining. I thought it would be good just to have you on to make me laugh. No, just kidding. <laughs> So your content is really powerful. Your background is so impressive. I'm going to read um, your bio here. Just so our listeners know a little bit about your background. Christy is a joy-filled Catholic wife, mom, business owner, Catholic life coach, and recovering alcoholic. She has over 25 years of successful sobriety. Congratulations. Thank you. And specializes in helping Catholic women invite the Holy Spirit and to clear up the mental mess that can stick around long after that last drink. Christy also coaches women who are looking to get curious about how their drinking is impacting their life and their health and women who have family members suffering from addiction or are new to recovery. Amazing. Like so many things. I just, I love what you offer. I think it's so important. And there's so many ways to take the conversation of alcohol, sobriety, Mm -hmm. recovery, addiction. Mm -hmm. When you asked about topics, I was like, my head was exploding. because It's just, (laughs) I am interested in so much. I can see where so many different topics would be helpful to moms. Um, and I know my listeners, um, Uh, And I'm really blessed her in different countries, even because I've been able to interview people thanks to Zoom and different Mm -hmm. parts of the US, but also all over the world. And people, you know, we're all just so different. We have so many different struggles and yet we're the same, you know, addiction, you know, has a lot of different faces and um, it can just lead to a lot of different topics like shame Mm -hmm. and family relationships and marriage issues and parenting dynamics. And, um, it's just so much, but I, mm-hmm. I, I love that you, you know, you not only have your own podcast coaching business and speaking, um, what's the word I want to say speaking circuit, but like speaking topics that you offer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know there's more I'm missing, but if you guys check out Catholic recovery you can see all of what Christy does, but I love the topic, um, mommy wine culture, and I've heard some people comment on it, you know, people who are more um, in the public eye. So there's those cultural commentators and they have their space in YouTube and, you know, it's just easy to see them. And, and I agree with what they say that, you know, why are we um, 
idolizing wine and why is there like shirts with sippy cups like mom's sippy cup is a wine glass and like yeah. I get it supposed to be funny but mm-hmm. you know we shouldn't degrade our role that way and I love everything the commentators say but what I like about you Christy is that you have the background and like you really have that personal experience with alcoholism Mm -hmm. and being sober for so long and then walking with women through it. So I think you bring just a richer, um, deeper, more full experience than just like complaining about the latest. (laughs) (laughs) And not that we can't do that. And we should be able to comment on our culture. (laughs) Um, But you really are like the expert, you know, in this. And so take it away. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much again for having me. I'm so excited to be on your program and I have been following you on Instagram as well. And I love your reels and all the content you put, you put out. Um, and I appreciate it. Um, let's see. I live in the Pacific Northwest with my family. My husband and I just celebrated our 18th anniversary. We have twins that are 15 years old and our youngest is nine. And, um, I got sober when I was 23 years old. So, um, for some people, um, like their drinking becomes, it's kind of cumulative, I guess, you know, like it follows a pattern of like, they start a little bit and then a little more and then a little more and then a little more. And then they realize that they're addicted. For me, it was much different than that. The very first time I drank, I, uh, Overconsumed, <laughs> got very intoxicated, and I was addicted from that moment. And um, that, you know, there's a very gray area of spectrum of drinking issues. I've heard it referred to alcohol use disorder. Um, I think that that can encompass a lot of different issues related to drinking, whether it's just overconsumption um, or maybe drinking more than somebody would like to, all the way to alcoholism. I do consider myself an alcoholic. Um, but I'm not now because I don't drink. So I'm recovering alcoholic labels or, you know, whatever you choose or whatever is helpful. Um, and that's something that has been helpful for me. Um, as far as the mommy wine culture, actually, when I, I was thinking back and I've had a unique, uh, perspective of it because by the time I had kids, I was 10 years sober. So I, um, I kind of saw it from the outside. So as somebody that doesn't drink, um, I am not easily offended. I am not against drinking. I have friends who drink, my husband drinks. Um, and so it's not something that I'm like, oh, nobody should do it. Mm -hmm. I should do it. (laughs) And there's certain people that shouldn't do it. And if you can't moderate it or it becomes an issue, then you shouldn't do it. But Mm -hmm for most people, that's not the case. And so um, I saw the mommy wine culture kind of build up, I guess. Um, And really over the past 10 years or so, it's become like this, this big thing, right? You see, like, I want, they wine, I wine. Or um, the most thing about parenting is all the wine you have to buy, and all of that. And so, you know, it's like, haha, kind of funny. But I, um, the thing that I didn't like about it were a couple of things. And one of those was just kind of telling kids, like, I can't handle you or you're so terrible or I need to escape 
motherhood mm -hmm. or I can't cope, but mm -hmm. this wine helps me. I mean, we kind of do that with coffee. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's like, I need my coffee in the morning, but mm -hmm. coffee is a lot different than alcohol or overconsumption. Yes. Um, yes. Of and I'm so. pretty addicted to coffee. I don't know if that's appropriate to use the word, but <laughs> I drink too much and yeah. have to have it first thing. But even even in the Christian circles, you know, and mm -hmm. I'll see mugs and shirts, coffee mm -hmm. and Jesus. And I'm like, well, I mean, mm -hmm. oh, no, <laughs> they should be on the same level. Yeah. And I right love coffee it. too. I'm a first thing in the morning coffee drinker <laughs> as well. So I am right there with you. Mm -hmm. But um, I think with the wine culture, it's just a lot different because um, it is so addictive. Right. So a lot of times people will start out, women will start out having maybe a glass, you know, like once or twice a week. And then yeah. all of a sudden it's every night and then it's two um, glasses and then it's a bottle and then it's two bottles. I mean, it's just, mm -hmm. I work with women that they don't even know how they got from, I'm such a responsible drinker to holy cow, I'm drinking two bottles of wine a night. Yeah. Um, okay you know, and so it can just escalate before you even know it. And honestly, and we all use the pandemic as an excuse, but honestly, it really, if you look at the statistics, the uptick in alcohol consumption and addiction issues really, really escalated during that time. So yeah, but when I, when my kids were little, like when my twins were little, it was always like the mom's would have like these wine nights and watch the bachelor. Like that was the thing. So they'd have their yeah. Ugg boots and their yoga pants and their messy buns and their wine glasses and watching the bachelor. And, mm -hmm. um, they never invited me, which was fine. Cause I would have said no anyway, but I mean, it's nice yeah. to be invited, but, <laughs> <laughs> but people would just assume like, Oh, Christy doesn't drink. So, you know, mm -hmm. we're not going to mm -hmm. invite her or, um, which is fine. I don't, I don't yeah. really, that doesn't really bother me. I like left FOMO years ago in my twenties. So it's not that yeah. big of a deal, but for some people it is, and mm -hmm. they don't want to miss out. So a mm -hmm. lot of times the drinking starts, not like, as I need to do this, but pretty soon it escalates into a thing where they're trying to fit in and they're just doing it to socialize. But then yeah find themselves kind of like how it was in it. college but then it's like yeah. wait we're doing this in our 30s and 40s yeah yep yeah. exactly it yeah doesn't and, go away even though we get older no and it really um affects our health very very poorly and it has mm. an adverse effect on women even more so than men um, mm. cognitively physically mm. hugely increases our cancer risk, heart risk, you know, like all these things. I could say all those things and people would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We know it's not good for you, but it's really, really not. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. but, yeah. And, you know, as a life coach and mm -hmm. I know, you know, but, you know, just for the people listening that aren't life coaches, like I hear so many coaching things in here, like, which I'm sure you tell your clients all the time and you figured out a long time ago, like, it's all how you think about it. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you can choose your hard thing. Like it's hard not to drink, but it's also hard to have those negative effects of drinking the health effect, mm -hmm. which one's hard. Well, they're both hard. Right. But it's mm -hmm. like, 
you pick which which hard you want and yeah. then which is kind of what you were saying without saying that exact phrase and then also um you know it's all about mindset like how do you look at being invited not being invited how do you look at what's a fun night out with the girls you know that's mm-hmm. depending on how your thoughts are about it and then mm-hmm. um like how do you label yourself like saying I'm an alcoholic kind of puts a label on, which I know is like maybe the way AA says it, like recovering mm-hmm. alcoholic, but I like how you say, well, I'm not. And that's true. Mm-hmm. I always wondered that. I was like, but if you're not an alcoholic anymore, why do you have to say you're an alcoholic? I yeah. never that. <laughs> well, that's actually went to AA and then I kind of stopped going because I didn't like that. Like I didn't have to keep mm-hmm. saying I'm Christy and I'm an alcoholic. Cause I'm like, well, I'm not because I don't drink. So right, like, that's I'm like, right. can I say I'm a recovering alcoholic? They're like, no. <laughs> so. Right. And coaches always say like, you're saying it like your eyes are blue or your hair's like, but when or your hair's brown and like whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about when you say something that isn't a permanent characteristic mm-hmm. of you. I just love that you brought up some stories of clients because I never even really thought about how I mean, I just don't know. Like, I know there's people that drink a lot, but I know that that is obviously a thing, but um, I guess I just never would have thought about like how you can go from being responsible to drinking so much. And I mean, it does make sense because I mean, I can think of like, for example, before I had coffee, you mm-hmm. know, in my college years, I just thought it was kind of gross and I like tea. Mm-hmm. And then after I had my first baby, I was like, I'm always so tired. And then before you know it, I was stuck on coffee and having like a cup would make me shaky. Right. And then having two cups would make me shaky. And now mm-hmm. I think I have a pot and not feel anything. Yeah. <laughs> and so I can relate to the wine thing a little bit because women come to you when they have kind of figured out that they are getting to the point where they're over drinking or binge drinking. I'm sure you see all kinds mm-hmm. of clients. It's usually when they, when it starts affecting their life like adversely Mm -hmm. or keeping them stuck or they don't want to do it, but they're not really sure how to moderate. And even though I can't moderate um, alcohol, I can moderate other things. So that's how I relate to them. I think of it like sugar, how I am with sugar. Like I can moderate sugar. And like you were saying, if I start drinking, if I start having more sugar, then I just want more sugar. And then I want more sugar. And then I want more. But if I moderate it or cut it out for a time, like I don't cut it out completely. I'll have it for special occasions or I'll have it, you know, for other things or now it's the holidays. So it's free for all. So, you know, so yeah. there, there is that, but yeah. So it's usually like, I feel like maybe I'm drinking too much. I know that this is escalating. Maybe people have told them, maybe mm-hmm. their kids are telling them, maybe yeah. they're just noticing it. Right. Um, but it, you know, it is just a spectrum because what is a lot of drinking to one person might not be a lot of drinking to another person. And mm-hmm. then there's different levels of functionality. And a lot of times people think, oh, you have to hit rock bottom. Well, everybody's rock bottom looks different. For some people, that's a car accident, DUI, ending up in jail. For another person, it's like me just realizing like if I don't get my act together I'm gonna end up there and I'm not there yet but I'm going to if I keep going the way that I'm going sure sure yeah that makes a lot of sense thanks for explaining that that's helpful Mm -hmm. I I wonder if people listening are curious like when do I actually talk to Christy and I mean the answer for any coach is whenever you want to (laughs) right she can help you at any any level any point but Mm -hmm. it's just good to kind of know 
how women tend to where they are when they tend to approach you and it's just women that you work with I yeah I just work with okay. women but mm -hmm. if you have husbands or if there are men out there that need coaching I do know um I there I do know a few men coaches that deal with addiction that I could yeah. refer to. and then you're also helping women who have family members or spouses mm -hmm. that are struggling so so what does that look like um so well because you can't change it's one thing to be coached when it's you and how to move forward but it's a it's different when it's a family member so a lot of that coaching um revolves around setting boundaries or um having difficult conversations or okay well they're stuck here but you want to move forward what does that look like um right. so that's kind of um the topics that we deal with are you being codependent are you you know enabling are you you know whatever mm -hmm. whatever topic they feel like they need to be coached on to move mm -hmm. forward because yeah. right that's what coaching is we just want to get unstuck and move forward yeah so, and it can look very different depending on the addiction depending on what um level of addiction it is and how it's impacting the family you're not saying like okay if you drink more than three drinks a night or if your husband drinks more than right. three, you call me it's not mm -mm. it isn't that yeah which is um, well i've they used to always say in aa if you're wondering if you're an alcoholic then you probably are but i don't necessarily know that that's the case all the time i mean sometimes it might be but if you're wondering if you're drinking too much you know maybe you are but it doesn't necessarily mean you know, that you can never drink again. It just might mean that you need to moderate. So, um, you know, I try to create, I've started creating resources to help women kind of bring awareness to that, um, to yeah. kind of look at how much do I drink? Um, and that's what I work with my clients on. Like, how much am I drinking? Why am I drinking? What are my triggers? What do I feel like before I drink? What do I feel like after I drink? You know, like all of these things just to kind of think about it and sometimes just bringing the awareness around it is mm -hmm. super helpful and they can just be like oh i didn't even realize i was doing this i don't want to but then mm -hmm. they can kind of set limits that are very helpful and stick to those yeah. so they can drink but drink in a way that's um healthy for them or you know that is fine for them so it doesn't impact their lives yeah and i can imagine that's just like a game changer and that's yeah just mm -hmm. i mean because there's a lot of shame and guilt associated with it right if you overindulge and then you're taking your um child to school with a mild hangover you know that doesn't feel very good if you're mm -hmm. reading your child a bedtime story and you know that you smell like alcohol you know mm -hmm. even if they didn't see you drinking they know like and kids yeah. know so yeah. much more than we give them credit for yeah my dad was a drug addict and he never for all his faults he never did that in front of us but mm -hmm. i knew you know he thought that he was good at hiding it but i knew so wow. um so there's things that we don't know and it's not necessarily um just always terrible it's just like little things that they pick up on but sure. that's what's one of the things that strikes me in the heart about the mommy wine culture is just these kids that are growing up seeing my mom needs to drink because i'm 
too loud or I'm too, you know, because kids can sometimes, even if that's not the intention, sometimes they can take that on. Yeah. But then I do things like that too. Maybe I'm vegging out on my phone while my nine-year-old is trying to tell me something. So then he interprets that as I'm not as important as whoever she's talking to on her phone. So we kind of have to release a little bit of that guilt and just realize we can't change what we've done. We can just realize what we are doing and -hmm. figure out how to, you know, fix that or minimize it. Maybe we can, like you said, think, oh, you know, if I'm not an alcoholic, then this doesn't really apply. And yet, well, wait a minute, were you checking out on your phone or, mm-hmm. you know, were you getting dopamine somewhere else? And right. It's the same thing in a way. And I think you could probably help anyone who in the world because we're all, right. you know, escaping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we all do it. I do it. We Mm -hmm. all do it at some point for some reason, but it's just recognizing it when it does become a problem. And it's not always a problem. So like when I do have my phone time, I might be like, well, I'm going to be unplugged during this time, but I'm going to allow myself, maybe I do want to play my games on my phone or I want to check Instagram or I want to watch a bunch of reels. That's not necessarily like a bad thing. It's just, you're making time for that. The same mm-hmm. thing with alcohol use. If if you're planning it, then, and you're not an alcoholic and you're planning it, then, yeah. it's, you know, that's a little bit better because you know, like I'm going to have this many and I'm going to go right. here and it's because yeah. of this, it's not me numbing out or me trying to cope or, you know, right. so yeah, the reasons you right. It's reason. using it for the right reasons instead of mm-hmm the wrong. I noticed myself, like I said, I wasn't considering myself having any particular issue with drinking, but I noticed myself Mm -hmm. because of coaching, being able to say like, Hmm, I'm stressed out right now. And, you know, Mm -hmm. someone offers me wine. I'm like, I, I don't really want, I don't want that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like before I would have like just totally done it without thinking. And um, I heard something along this line said to me by a priest, um, after a baptism a while back, I, everyone was having a drink and, and I had asked him if he wanted a drink. And he said, yeah, actually I made this pact with myself. I'm going to drink only when there's an enjoyable situation. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to drink after a stressful day or, mm-hmm. you know, if something happens bad, um, in the parish, um, you get that point. Like I'm just yeah. going to drink positive reasons he goes well it turns out priests have a lot of positive celebration <laughs> that to the lord i think the joke's on me because i'm actually drinking more all of a sudden i'm at a wedding I'm at a someone's having a baby it's like i just keep drinking really trying to say that i'm changing my mindset well i'm mm-hmm. talking like a coach now but i'm changing my mindset with how i'm gonna drink and it's right like I'll tell my kids, you know, when they're upset, I'm like, we don't eat our emotions, you know, they, mm-hmm. I have ice cream and they'll be like, but my emotions taste so good. <laughs> so um, of course, it doesn't mean I, because I'm a coach, I don't ever do that or I don't right. ever do something in the wrong moment. But, um, yeah, I, I think that we can all learn from you. Like, I don't want people to think like, oh, if I don't have a drug addiction or I'm not an alcoholic, I can't mm-hmm. learn from Christy, but hopefully like anyone that wants to feel their emotions more and not check out can see how you could help them. Um, so can you just tell people like how, how else to find you? And I know with speaking, is there like, do you do zoom talks or do you go places in person? 
Um, well, I've been just like in person more mostly, but I can definitely do Zoom or like groups if there's like mom's groups or, you know, any type of like ministries or whatever. If you want somebody to talk, I'd be happy to talk um, to speak via Zoom or um, in person. And um, yeah, but most of my work is focused on my clients, which mm -hmm. I love. Um, and it's so fulfilling and I have learned stuff all the time and yeah. it's great to be able just to help walk with people, um, as they're journeying forward and just trying to get to maybe build that life that they don't feel like they need to escape from, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I really love that, but, um, people can find me on my website, catholicrecoverycoach.com. Um, like you mentioned, I'm on Instagram at Catholic Recovery Coach. Um, and yeah, you're on so YouTube. I do have a YouTube channel. I'm not, I have like maybe a couple of um, videos up there. And that's, uh, I think that's also Catholic Recovery Coach. Mm -hmm. um, is and your, the, your clients can be anywhere because you meet with yeah. them online. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I hit, I mean, how wonderful is technology? <laughs> you yeah. can just like coach people from wherever they are. So wherever you are, um, I mean, if you're out of the country, I don't know if I want to get up at three o'clock in the morning to coach, but <laughs> other than that, I'm pretty flexible. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and then tell us about your podcast. Yeah. So I just launched a new podcast. It's called Rescued and Redeemed. It's hope for women in recovery. And it's also for women who are wondering if they might be drinking too much. And then again, for families of um, addicts or recovering addicts. And um, actually, it's just a good, I think, I'm hoping that it'll just be a good resource for anybody who has questions about um, addiction or recovery. Um, mm -hmm. I am Catholic, so it'll be all of the topics are, they don't necessarily all have a um, religious connotation to them, but everything is approached through the lens of the Catholic faith and um, the biblical truths of scripture. So mm -hmm. I try to keep that, but yeah, so I just published one today and then I have like my story and then a trailer. So I'm just kind of building that up. Mm. And I hope to have some um, interviews. I'll be doing some interviews with some um, people who are recovering addicts and people who specialize in um, recovery from other addictions too. Oh, that sounds awesome. I'm sure it's going to bless a lot of people. Yeah. I can't wait to check that out. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Wonderful. Is there anything else I missed before we go? Um, I just have that, I have a resource that I just created and it's um, called Step Into Sobriety. Mm -hmm. And um, I sent you the links. I don't know if you want to, if you can include it in your show notes or not. Um, yes. I will have it. I don't have it on my website yet, but I will have it on my website if they go there. But what it is, it's kind of just a step-by-step -step guide of bringing awareness around your drinking. It's free. Um, there's a habit tracker in there. Um, I have a list that you can make, you can like make a list of things that you could do instead of grabbing a drink, which can be really helpful because if you are looking to grab a drink, maybe you can redirect and do something else until that feeling passes. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, so there's a bunch of stuff in there. Hopefully uh, 
there's questions to ask yourself like after you drink so mm -hmm. that it just helps bring awareness and then just kind of um, keep track of why and when and how much and and really ask yourself is it serving me um drinking this way or do I want to change Christy Walker Catholic recovery coach.com I hope you guys check it out and just want to say thank you thank you for your time thank and you so much Christmas. I'm gonna let you go have a very Merry Christmas Merry Christmas and to you and your listeners. Uh, Thank you.